0: Namodhasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambhutasa Namodhasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambhutasa Namodhasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambhutasa so I've been reflecting um, how would it be expressed really in a simple way to the whole the whole body of teaching which the Buddha has left for us which is a lot of books really and since he has passed away, lots of many other books have been written about his teaching, and the whole body of teaching is actually all about trying to um, instruct us to experience the mind of non-grasping. So that sounds kind of pretty simple, but as as you might have seen in in your own pr- uh, meditation, another you know, mind is very very um, flighty, it's, it's not easily staying in, in the present moment, but it has a tendency to wander off either in the past or into the future, or to hopes and fears. But it's, it's not easy for the mind to stay with the simplicity of the present moment. It seems to be kind of, uh, for some reason, not not attractive enough, and uh, so all of the different ways how the Buddha has been instructing us, it's it's trying, you know, to supply us with methods and tools so we can gently. and Coax the mind to, to be in the present moment. And there's, so far, we have been working with the body breathing as an object. Or Archana Bodhi, she has um, been guiding us with um, body sweeping today as well. So, using the first foundation of mindfulness as a, as a method or as a tool to keep the mind interested enough to stay in, in the present moment. And in the, in the Buddha's teaching, the Buddha speaks about f- the four foundations of mindfulness, or the four satipatthana. Sati is the Pali word for mindfulness, and patthana is like a word for basis or um, abiding. And um, the body is is a very handy uh, tool for us because it's always with us wherever we go, and the body is always in the present moment. The mind can go back, you know, hundreds of years ago thinking about this or that, or go into the future, but the body is always in the present moment. and actually we really don't know you know where the body ends and where the mind starts it's it's a process but we can kind of in terms of speaking we can we can call it the body and the mind but actually it's all one process and you know if the body is relaxed the mind follows if the body is is you know exhausted the mind follows. If the body is, is restless and excited, the mind follows. So it's, they are very, very much interconnected. They are actually one process. And you know, in the meditation, you, you can experience that for yourself. And if we, you know, we have a, a stable posture, then that enables the mind to slowly settle. And then when the mind settles, then we have this uh, opportunity to, to look into the body and mind process and starting to discern different qualities and different um, elements which, you know, together they produce this experience of, of a solid body, sitting here. But in reality, if we look deeper into it, we, we find out this is not just a solid something which is separate from everything else. But actually, it is a, it's a process which is constantly changing. And if we look at it superficially, it, it looks like a thing. But if we settle and go into the depths, it turns out to be not so at all. And this is what the practice is all about, you know, to, to break through these uh, superficial um, ways of, of looking at experience and see the way things really are. And then through this uh, looking deeply and, and through connecting with the way things really are. conditioning starts to kind of opening up and, and giving way to a much more realistic way of, uh, of seeing what is happening. And also how we can live in a way which is more in accordance with with reality. And looking, you know, at the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out is uh, is like a, a gateway into reality, really. This first foundation of mindfulness, the you know, paying attention to the to the body can it can open up a whole new world for us. And you know what we tend to see first when we're paying attention to the body, uh, sitting and breathing, is most likely you know impermanence or. In the Pali language, it is called anicca. We can, you know, we experience how the breath is coming in and coming out, and every moment, you know, when we breathe either in or out, the body is not the same anymore what it was just a moment before, so the body is constantly changing. And if we if we pay attention to that and experience it for ourselves, it sounds very very simple. But through this uh, experience and through really paying attention to it, it becomes uh, a knowing which is with us all the time. And you know, we're starting by hearing it. For example, hearing somebody speaking like me about speaking about in permanence, or reading it in a book. But then, you know, this is just intellectual knowledge. But then by sitting in meditation and experiencing it, we can, you know, we can see it in our own experience and through that it becomes uh, an intuitive understanding, which we then can carry in all our experiences. So it's, it's this um, knowing for ourselves, which is which is um, the only way how we can um, experience what the Buddha is speaking about and his teaching speaking about that the whole teaching is, is geared towards liberating us from the grasping mind. And you know, grasping mind is is about pulling experience towards ourselves, wanting more of it if it's pleasant or you know, pushing it away if if it's unpleasant and if we don't want it. And then the second foundation of mindfulness where we can also, you know, investigate our own experience is paying attention to feeling. In the Pali language, that's called Vedana. So, you know, and a a feeling is not not to be, you know, confused with emotion, but just a simple feeling like pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. For example, if you are now sitting here, and if you have, if your body is Relatively relaxed, you might have a pleasant or neutral feeling. If you have a lot of tension, a lot of pain, you have most likely an unpleasant feeling. And that, you know, that experience of feeling is, is giving rise to either grasping or, or pushing away, depending on which feeling it is. And very often, you know, we are actually not aware what motivates us into grasping or into running away, because this, uh, you know, this this strong conditioning power of feeling is is very often overlooked. Even our whole, you know, lives, we are constantly, you know, running after pleasant feeling and running away from unpleasant feeling. We are really not aware of it. This is what we are doing. So, by, by you know, paying attention to the feeling quality of your experience, and you know, getting used to always, you know, go underneath uh, this this motivating power of feeling, it, it becomes very apparent. That basically you know, our whole experience as a human being is wanting a lot of pleasant feelings and, and not wanting unpleasant feelings. So that's why you know, the second foundation of mindfulness is, is all about feeling because it's very, very important to become aware of this motivating power of feeling. And the third foundation of mindfulness is uh, is uh, contemplation of of my of the quality of the mind or citta in Pali. My name is Santa Citta. Santa means uh, peaceful or serene and this uh, my teacher was giving me this name not because I'm so peaceful or serene, but because this is for me to contemplate for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, contemplating the, the quality of the mind in the present moment just seeing you know what is which uh, quality is present is there, Lust in the mind, or is there hatred or ill will in the mind, or delusion? Or is the mind, you know, contracted and kind of small? Or is the mind distracted and restless? Or is the mind expansive and great? Or is the mind um, unsurpassed and different, you know, kind of what is called like lower states of mind, like being caught up in, in lust or in hatred, or really expansive states of mind, like, for example, the mind in a, in a state of loving-kindness or equanimity, or in a very... You know, concentrated state. So there are so many different uh, qualities which the mind can, for a certain amount of time, have. And they can be all known. They all have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So that's, a, that's the third way of contemplating experience. So contemplating the body, contemplating feelings, or contemplating the quality of the mind. And then the fourth foundation of mindfulness is contemplation of dhammas, or contemplation of uh, phenomena as they arise in the mind. And you probably have heard like, Dhamma with a capital D, that's this, the teaching of the Buddha is called the Dhamma, when we were chanting today. And Dhamma means, um, there's many, many different translations for Dhamma with a capital D. It's most likely you know, translated as, as the truth or as the teaching of the Buddha. And with a, with a lowercase d, what I'm speaking about right now, it it means just simply phenomenon, natural phenomenon. So, and this fourth foundation of mindfulness is about, you know, investigating uh, the mind and the different phenomena which arise and cease in the mind. And the Buddha has given us lots of different lists. And according to those lists, you know, we, we can look into our own mind and then we can see what's there and what isn't there. And uh, so the teaching of the Buddha is not you know, telling us uh, what, is, what is happening in the mind, but it gives us different um, you know, encouragement, how we can investigate the mind so it, it it doesn't want to tell us you know what what is happening, but it wants to encourage us to look for ourselves and in this fourth foundation of mindfulness you know we are looking in the mind and just seeing different um There's different angles how we can look at our experience. For example, we can look at experience in terms of if there is hindrances in the mind in the present moment. For example, if if the mind is drowsy, if the mind is agitated and restless, different ways of Of just discerning what's going on in the present moment, not judging it, but just simply discerning it and fully being aware of what's happening. Because if we are not aware of it, then we are experiencing uh, the present moment through a filter. But if we are, uh, you know, if we are noticing what is happening, then that. What can become a filter and completely color our experience can become actually uh, a support for our practice. Because everything that is happening, we can use it uh, to sharpen our experience, to sharpen our mind, and to learn from it. So in the beginning of the practice when we have never heard about mindfulness or when we have never heard about the possibility of, of waking up to what is happening in the present moment, we are completely identified with our experience. So in, instead of having an experience, experience has us. And we, we don't even know that. So for example, you know something... Um, unpleasant happens and we are caught up in reacting not aware what we are doing. <coughs> but then, you know, through increasing practice it can start to change. We, we can, you know, become aware, for example, if if anger is triggered in the mind. We can feel it in the body and we can feel it in the mind and then you know through this um, training we, we can we, we develop a, an element of choice you know if we want to act on it or if we don't want to act on it, because we have seen you know a permanence so we we have developed a certain amount of wisdom which tells us you know no need really to get carried away, we can just be with what is, we can trust that it is. It is changing, because everything is changing. We've been able in all four foundations of mindfulness, we have been able to discern change. It's just a matter of time. So once we have really seen that deep enough, that gives us a strength of mind and then a possibility to just be and be still and, and contain a search of anger, for example, or a search of lust. Just hold still with it, knowing it's going to change. We don't have to, you know, relieve ourselves by just acting out. Because through acting out, we very often, you know, create a lot of unhappy consequences. And it's actually much, much better to just hold still and bear the feeling than to act out and then, you know, bear the consequences. So this is wisdom, really, and compassion through just paying attention to our experience. It's very, very uh, simple. And... um, so, you know, in the beginning, experience has us, and then through training, we have experience. And then, you know, when we have uh, progressed in the practice, so to say, that we do have our experience, we start to discern also our, you know, our attitude, how we are relating to our experience. whatever is happening, you know, is there uh, resistance, you know, do we make more suffering for ourselves by resisting our experience or, or do we have enough faith, you know, in our own good qualities and in the teachings that we can actually open up to the experience and, you know, to be with it and to transform Our own mind by by really paying uh, paying attention to what is happening and you know and going really deep within ourselves so we can. Um, You know, see for ourselves that everything which has a beginning has a middle and has an end, and there is no need for us to uh, think of it that on on top of it. You know, to uh, push it away or to or to hold it towards us. And. You know, and if you have experienced that deeply for ourselves, then the old patterns of uh, grasping start to, to drop away and they start to kind of open up. And this is, you know, what is meant with transformation, by just really paying attention to our own... Uh, Ways how we relate to experience and to see the drawbacks of it, or to see the benefits of it, we start to, um, you know, live more in uh, harmony with with the laws of nature. And through living more in harmony, there is less um, friction in our lives. And then uh, through, uh, you know, through this ongoing transformation we have uh, an increasing ability to just be with what is and rest into the present moment and receive experience. So this is a, a gradual path, you know, which starts with, you know, with the completely unawakened person who is totally identified with what is happening to a Buddha who or an Arahant where there is no more, you know, separation in the mind between, you know, good and bad and wanting and not wanting. There's just a complete openness to whatever is arising. No pushing and pulling. And, you know, in every moment when we are fully (coughs) resting in the present moment and when there is no pushing and pulling going on, this is like a taste of that. What's called, uh, in the scriptures is called like Nibbana. We can taste that just, you know, by sitting and being fully in the present moment just for one moment. That's a taste of Nibbana. And you know the mind of a of an enlightened being is, is a mind where there is uh, you know there is one moment after the other of fully resting in the present moment. For us, that's not yet possible, but we can have a taste. And every time when we notice that we you know identify again with our experience and we come back to the present moment, is <coughs> another moment and another moment and another moment. And when we are, you know, training the mind in meditation, this is just to train ourselves to come back to the present moment and then to let go of of the grasping mind. So we are, you know, we are all basically going in that direction. And once we start and if we do not stop, you know, to train ourselves in, in letting go of the grasping mind and coming into the present moment, then that's the full liberation will be happening at one point. And we can, you know, every time when we come back to the present moment, we have a taste of it. and this retreat is, is a very good opportunity where you can use you know 24 hours a day to come back to the present moment and we, because we don't have to you know we don't have to go out and relate and do and be something special or something different than from what we are we are all together here in this um, retreat, you can really get a taste in a in a way which is is much more powerful than if you're just sitting and uh, maybe for an hour a day or maybe a little bit more or less. We can use, you know, the whole um, retreat for tasting the present moment really deeply. And just, you know, becoming aware how how we tend to be always on the surface of experience just. So, you know, using the four foundations of mindfulness as a a method or as a tool to get to know yourselves. So the first foundation contemplating the body. The second foundation contemplating feelings. and the third foundation contemplating the quality of the mind. and the fourth foundation is contemplating a phenomena as they arising and ceasing in the mind. And the Satipatthana Sutta, which is the Sutta about the four foundations of mindfulness, is one of the, you know, most central suttas in in the canon. So this teaching is like over 2,500 years old, and it's it's uh, still fresh and liberating. How it was 2,500 years ago, so it's an amazing opportunity, you know, that we can uh, have this one or two weeks to really dedicate ourselves fully to put it into practice and, and to benefit from it.